0: Gateway Church. We are a growing family after God's heart. There are certain events in my life that I will never forget because they helped shape my character. One, one of those events was my water baptism, it cemented in my heart a passion for intimacy with Jesus. Now I falter and struggle like you, our struggle is similar. But my, my baptism constantly reminds me of who I am, who I belong to, and sh- who should have the number one affection of my life. It does. When I was a senior in high school. My brother baptized me on January 1st at the stroke of midnight. I mean, we were all just looking at our watches and we wanted to make sure it was January 1st. Aberdeen Alliance Church on Main Street. There I was baptized. And I'll never forget that night. You know what else I experienced on that night when I chose to follow Jesus in baptism? Joy. Joy. And there isn't a person here who would say, don't count me in on joy. I mean, all of us would say, yeah, I want to experience joy in my life. So I want to remind you of something that most of us know, but we struggle to really believe. Here it is. Obedience produces joy. You may not always feel like that emotion when you obey God, when you choose to do what is right in accordance to His word, in His sight. But I can promise you that in God's perfect timing, that obedience always results in joy. One of the fruits of the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit leads us into obedience. Love, what's the next one? Joy, peace, patience. So I want to challenge us this morning no matter how hard it is to obey God and obey his word and obey those promptings of the Holy Spirit. It's the only way to experience true joy. Everything else is like the plastic stuff that toddlers play with at grandma's house. You probably don't remember, those of you who are young, but we used to decorate with fake fruit on our coffee tables. Yuck. They were disgusting because they would gather up dust. And my mom would wash them in the sink, and it's like they turned black almost because there's so much dust on those plastic things. You want true joy? Then obey God. Today, we're going to witness a couple of baptisms, maybe more. Who knows how the Spirit is going to work here at Gateway Church. Just listen and obey. I know you will. But Jacob Bateman and Brandon Ron will experience joy as a result of their obedience to follow Jesus in baptism. And when, when we see them being baptized, I want you also to remember those incredible pictures that we saw from Pastor Joseph, that video that was shown with Iraqi believers following Jesus in baptism. I mean, around the world, when we, when we choose to obey in this way, there's joy. I mean, could you, you could see the joy on the countenance of those people who were being baptized in Iraq. So I'm going to do a brief teaching on water baptism. And I love the story of Paul Harvey's baptism. He wrote in Guidepost magazine about it. Even though he had received almost every reward for his broadcasting ability, he still felt empty inside. One summer, however, he and his wife were vacationing in a place called Cave Creek, Arizona. Anybody know where that's at? Anybody been there? Look at this, okay. So when I, when I share this story, some of you can actually see the place where he was. Sunday morning came, and they decided to go to church. So they went to this little church, and he counted how many people were in this church when they walked in. There were 12 other people in this little church. Paul Harvey. He believed in Jesus, but he had never gone forward in a church service One night he had prayed in his hotel room and asked Jesus to come into his heart, save him from his sins, but he felt that there was something missing. He didn't really know exactly what that was. So this preacher started to preach on baptism that Sunday. Paul Harvey said, I yawned. I mean, If Paul Harvey or somebody like that were here today, I'd be like, I would be really nervous. I'm a little bit nervous. Every Sunday comes... And we've been doing this for a few years and still there's this, this kind of this thing going on inside my stomach, like, wow, what am I doing? <laughs> but if Paul Harvey were out here, it'd be like, Oh, wow, I hope he listens to what I have to say. He yawned. But as he started talking about baptism, I found myself interested. The preacher talked about the symbolism behind it and how it symbolized the complete surrender of one's life to Jesus Christ and how there was nothing really magic in the water. But there was a cleansing inside that took place whenever we yield ourselves to Jesus Christ. He went on to say, finally when he came to the end of his sermon, he said if any person here wants to be baptized in this way, I invite you to come forward and join me here at the pulpit. To my surprise, he writes, I found myself going forward. Paul Harvey. Preacher said there's nothing magic in the water, yet as I descended into the depths and rose again, I knew something life-changing happened inside, a cleansing from the inside out. No longer did there seem to be two uncertain, contradictory Paul Harveys, just one immensely happy one. Remember the joy that always follows obedience? I think sometimes God, give me joy. I need your joy today. I pray that prayer every once in a while. I don't know if that's the right prayer to pray. I think a better prayer would be, God, give me the desire to obey you and do what you've called me to do. And I'll just let the joy come whenever you want to bring it. When it comes, the Holy Spirit will, will put something inside your heart that says, there it is. The joy that you've been longing for. Paul Harvey experienced that. my heart can 't stop singing, also perhaps because baptism is such a public act, and because because one 's dignity gets as drenched as one 's body, I discovered a new unself consciousness in talking about my beliefs after that before he he wouldn 't he wouldn't share his faith after the baptism he 's like i, I I will share about my faith in Jesus Christ. Something powerful took place as a result of his obedience. Now that's the power and joy of obedience. So briefly, let's talk about water baptism. Two things come to mind. First, the purpose, and then we'll close with the picture. First, the purpose. Jesus got baptized. Most of you know that here. In the Jordan River of all places. The, 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 the water wasn't anything like the water we have today. Nice, clean, warm water. I mean, the Jordan River was not very nice. It was a common place. I mean that water was was not the cleanest water around. You'd wash clothes and your dishes. It was an ordinary place. Nothing majestic or magnificent about it. That is until Jesus showed up. So let's read a couple of scriptures. I love these scriptures. Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and wild honey. And this was his message After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Let's look at... John's baptism more closely. Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized, Matthew 3, 13, by John, but John tried to deter him, deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. It's easy to understand why John was hesitant, isn't it? To baptize Jesus. After all, John had been preaching a baptism of what? Repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And Jesus was the spotless, sinless Lamb of God. So one of the purposes of baptism is to be a turning point in our lives, a place to pivot if you had a basketball, you could throw this basketball up, I I think I could catch it still. And I would use one of one of my my, my foot here and I would I would use it as a pivot foot, right? You throw me the basketball, I I'd, I'd make my left my pivot and from there I can I can turn 360. I mean if I if I had my dancing shoes on, I could do a 360. Can't right now. You know, but I can do a 180. And that's what repentance is. You're going in this direction. Repentance is a turning point. You get the ball. You don't go in that direction anymore. You pivot. You stop, you pivot, you turn, and then you move in the opposite direction, in God's direction. So John was saying to these guys a a baptism of repentance, they understood it. I mean, he was this wily guy, this crazy guy, calling people out for their sin. Can you imagine? Yet people longed to go and listen to him, those who had a heart for God, who were who were seeking after God, who wanted to do God's will. They came and listened to him, and the spirit of conviction fell on their hearts. What did they do? They ran forward to the the dirty Jordan River. We'll do whatever you say. We want to follow God. He said, Turn from your sins. Pivot. Stop. Turn. But Jesus didn't have to turn from his sin. Why did he get baptized? His baptism was a turning point in his life and ministry. He was obscure prior to this baptism. For 30 years, he lived in obscurity. Galilee spent his time there as a, as a carpenter. But when he walked to that Jordan River and got down in the river and said, John, you got to baptize me, and he's like, This is a baptism of repentance of sins. You're the spotless lamb of God. You, of all people, shouldn't be baptized. And Jesus said, to fulfill all righteousness, dunk me all the way under. Total immersion. This is my choice. I don't have to be baptized. But I'm going to be baptized because I want to identify with who? with sinners, the thieves, the adulterers, those who have problems with anger and lust and lying and deceitfulness, people just like you and me, I think that is so cool about Jesus, isn't it? He came to the river because we're sinners. He got baptized, in essence, and said, I'm with the sinners. He was washed because I'm not clean. He did what was right because so often I do what is wrong. He became like me so that I can become like him. What does it mean when we say to someone that we love and care for, I identify with you? It means this I understand. I've been where you're at. I can relate to what you're going through because I've gone through it myself. That's what Jesus was saying to us. I love that about Jesus. He begins his ministry in a muddy river and ends up on a dirty cross. To identify with me and you because he loves us so much. When he went into that river and got baptized, I mean, John had been called to do this baptism, but it was a foreshadowing of the baptism to come. Believer's baptism. I mean, he morphed that baptism of John. Here's the connection between the baptism of repentance, John the Baptist, Baptist, and when Jesus got baptized, it changed. When he died on that cross and was resurrected from the dead, they didn't understand it. He went in, and it was like, this is a picture of, I'm going to die to sin. I'm going under. I'm going in the grave but I'm not staying in the grave. I'm coming out by the power of the Spirit. And whenever we get baptized, we identify with Jesus because Jesus identified with us first. I can't wait to identify with him. Why not? Don't be ashamed of Jesus Look for opportunities in, in your sphere of life and influence to bear testimony to Jesus and what he's done for you. You don't have to carry a Bible around. You don't have to preach to anybody. But don't be ashamed of the Lord at work. Look for opportunities to talk about Jesus. Gotta be wise as a serpent, innocent as a dove. Don't you say, oh well, they gotta lock me in a, in a in a room. I can't say anything about Jesus. Well, if the Holy Spirit is moving and leading you, be led by the Spirit. Well, I don't know how to do that. Talk to the Holy Spirit, pray to the Holy Spirit, ask him to speak to you. He's always, I should say, should rephrase that. Ask him to touch your ears to hear, because he's always saying something. Why are you so joyful? Why do you have such a positive outlook on life when things are going bad in your world? They're going to ask you that question. And what are you going to say? Well, I'm a positive person. I hope there's more than that, right? Well, I didn't get an amen there. So (laughs) the Vikings lost. We can stay here a lot longer today. He identified with me. It's a privilege for me to identify with him. And when you get wet and you look goofy, <laughs> it's so, it's huge, but it's like, I'll get wet for Jesus. What's the big deal? He got wet for me. I'm going to get wet for him. I'm going under, all the way under. And when I come out, the Holy Spirit's going to anoint me. He's going to give me joy. And this is where I end, the same way I began. The only way to experience true joy in our lives is to obey god so get that bible out and read that word and whatever it tells you to do in the power of the spirit what do it if you can't do it call somebody in the body of christ who will get on their knees and pray for you and god will give you the power Elvin Wilhelm, I sat beside him this morning before church. He said, let me pray for you. Put his hand around me and prayed for me. So it's our turn to take what we know and act on it, to obey. It's your turn. What are you going to do with it?